Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. The opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast in general. Also, portions of the live stream may be edited for podcast release. We appreciate your understanding. Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday night, July the 22nd, 2020, and this is the Extreme on Radio Podcast. I'm Nev Canuck, and I'll be the guy running things in, uh, this evening. Yes, you can start running away screaming now. <laughs> yes, but uh, before we go, or before we go on, rather, uh, I'd like to remind you folks that we are powered by Anchor.fm and available on all your typical streaming uh, devices, such as Spotify, uh, TuneIn, uh, iTunes, and I'm probably forgetting something. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand things over to the guy who should really be running this because as I, as I warned him off air, I haven't done a cold open in a long time and I know I'm freaking rusty. So without further ado, I'm going to bring our mystery guest on from the magical land of New York State. Nev's in charge. Everybody better run. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> How are you, JR? Uh, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm together up here in uh, good old upstate New York. The summer job is upon us yet again, and uh, I just love my apartment now. I've had to go into a new apartment this year, uh, and uh, very, very spacious, very, very lovely. I'm glad I have a lot of wiggle room compared to the previous places I've had. Well, that's rather important because, of course, after a long day of work, you just want to stretch out and go, Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, everything's okay over here. Uh, how about you, Neff, uh, north of the border? Well, uh, it's gotten warm. It's gotten cold. We've had thunderstorms. We even had, in my neck of the woods, a tornado watch. Not just a warning, but a watch this past Sunday. Tornado watch. Well, that's the first step, right? N- it's okay. It's the more severe one, and I thought the watch was, or was, is it the warning? I can never. Yeah, the remember. warning is most more severe. Okay, than so a it watch. must have been the. It must have been the warning, only because. Okay. You literally sat there, and you're looking outside. It gets darker than pitch, walls of rain and wind, and we're talking bending trees over that are like a good ten feet tall, yeah, <laughs> like this. Wow. For about a minute and a half, so it's like. Yeah, that that was not a pleasant way to spend a Sunday because the first thing you're thinking of is, okay, when does the power go out? Then you're thinking, okay, when do the windows get blown inside and I start having to dodge glass? <laughs> <laughs> and then third thing you're thinking, I don't own any ruby slippers. I really don't want to go to the land of Oz. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see the wizard. 
No, no, no. I don't need to see a wizard. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> if we only had a brain. Oh, by the way, if you want to join us in the Extreme Anime Radio chat room for the live stream, you can do that. There may be some upgrades, uh, cosmetic minor adjustments coming to the Extreme Anime Radio website soon. So if any information goes away, we'll be sure to relay it on our social media channels. But we'll get to that point, uh, as they say, when we get to it. <laughs> Indeed. Building, building a web page is much like, as I like to say, making sausages or laws. You only want to deal with the end product. You don't want to see how it's made. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, building is something that I've been thinking about for a while because, well, we're already in July, uh, towards the end of July almost. Um, around this point, uh, six months ago, more or less when we started the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, I was like, this December, I'll be back in Japan. Now it's going to be like, this December, I'm going to just decorate my house for Christmas and maybe build a new computer rig for myself. Well, hey, at least you can say you can be around your family. Yes. I don't think I'm going to get that lucky. Depending on how things go with, you know, the virus that shall not be named. Right. You know, we're we're having the uptick as we expected when we started opening things again. Mm -hmm. Now, we aren't even in the stage yet where they're allowing indoor dining in my area. None yet, huh? None yet, no. Okay. And from what I've seen of the plans, I'm not sure I want to go indoor dining unless I absolutely have to. Right. I mean, in my in my case up here, a lot of the restaurants have opened for a limited amount of indoor dining. Um, the rest of New York State is in uh, phase four. Uh, and New York City, I think New York City has gone to phase four already, but indoor dining is exempt there's no indoor dining in New York City yet. Mm. Uh, the rest of the state, they've opened up to about half capacity. So depending on where you go, it can be either very quiet or you don't want to go in. When I was driving up here uh, last week, uh, my landlady called and said, can you delay your arrival a little bit? We have to work on your washer and dryer in that apartment. So, Okay. So I stop out in a city called Clifton Park, north of Albany, has a lot of uh, shopping areas and restaurants and whatnot. Your usual typical sit-down places, part of all the fanfare over there. So I'll figure my first bet will be the Cracker Barrel. When people are sitting in the rocking chairs outside the Cracker Barrel all the way down, I'm like... No, I don't think I want to go here. Next thing I go is to the Buffalo Wild Wings across the way, and there's like three people in there, and I had great lunch. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Buffalo Wild Wings, the problem is their big thing is sports. And, of course, unless you're watching foreign sports, <laughs> you ain't seeing no sports. I believe they had some of the uh, talk radio shows on the TVs. <laughs> Sorry, after four months. Okay, hold on. One, two, three, four months of talk radio. I, I, I'm just about talk radioed out, just to be honest. Uh, talk radioed out. Well, we're doing talk radio, too, to an extent, aren't we? Yes, but you see, the problem is you can only hear the same voices. And I say it this way. When they don't have their main subject to talk about sports... They have to talk about other things. <laughs> and the problem is, they're not very entertaining when they're talking about other things. Mm. So, yeah, but that's just me. So I've been right. using I've been using Spotify to try and, you know, fill fill the uh, quiet hours because we're still not mm -hmm. back at the office and we're not sure. Mm -hmm. It's like from what I'm hearing, maybe September, maybe. Oh gee. Yeah. Like, the good news is, I can do 95% of my job from home. Right. And my internet connection is stable. Not like mm -hmm. some of my coworkers who keep calling me and going, why doesn't this work? And I keep saying, <laughs> if your internet is two cans and string, of course it's not going to work right. Bleh. 
Uh, I was kind of in a bit of a rush to uh, set up my equipment uh, for tonight's show because I had, number one, I had to run an errand after work, and number two, I had to uh, then set up stuff for Neff because I forgot to put that together. Um, so my microphone that is plugged in is the same one I used last summer when we did the uh, remote uh, request shows. And it's a little hypersensitive. Uh, eventually, I'll, I'm probably not going to do it tonight, but uh, the future show, I'm probably going to have to turn down the uh, the record uh, sensitivity on this because you could probably hear me click my mouse. You could probably hear me access my bag of food over here. And that is not THX, my friends. No, that's JR, JR Horse. JR horse. <laughs> wah, wah. So uh, back to building. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, um, I've been reshuffling my vacation time. And now if everything goes according to plan after Thanksgiving, I'll be off of work until Christmas. Okay. You, you can't see this folks, but I'm going from thanks American Thanksgiving till Christmas. He'll be off. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> five weeks four okay four Thanksgiving's we- late this year so. oh yes i can ne- okay i always have trouble with the Amer- the american thanksgiving because i can never remember it's the fourth thursday or is it yeah. third it's the i want to say it's the final thursday of november Ah, that's why it's late. Okay, now, again, when you when you see calendars as much as I do, folks, I can figure that out once I get that information in my head. Ick. Right. Simple thing to look up is when is Thanksgiving? <laughs> the last Thursday in November. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, I'll be uh, probably at this rate home unless something really drastic happens with regards to reopening the Japan borders. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen relatively soon because I think Japan's going to add another 15 or 17 more countries and territories to their ban list. Um, I've probably mentioned already, but Japan has one of the most restrictive entry bans right now in the world uh, because of the COVID pandemic. Um, And uh, yes, you have to have what's called exceptional circumstances. Uh, And the exceptional circumstances are kind of slim Slim and none, and Slim is on the bus out of town. Yeah, but uh, now looking soon to maybe start uh, reopening the borders to uh, permanent residents of Japan, because even permanent residents who are foreigners couldn't go back if they were uh, from a country or a territory included in the entry ban. Okay. So those, yeah, those those people are finally going to start to be able to return. Um, and then I think uh, the next step would be a gradual reopening for travel for business purposes from certain countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, Japan is one of the more is one of the more extreme cases. Uh, and unfortunately, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to be as polite about this as I can. Um, your country is basically not welcome anywhere. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because all you have to do is watch an American news channel and you just want to click it off right away. Thank you very much. And and, and go to NHK where it's a little bit more uh, subdued. <laughs> or or find anything else to watch, up to and including, you know, like Premier League soccer or MLS soccer. It's like, okay, right. thank you, click. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now with the, this going on, unless things really change drastically uh, i'm probably looking at uh spending time at home with my family and possibly building a new uh gaming rig and the catalyst behind that is uh well it's been about uh, 10 or 11 years about since i built uh the two computers that i used in my house one the upstairs apartment and one downstairs to run the uh the station um what i'm thinking now is that that computer is going to go bye-bye and I will go ahead and build like a a nice or try to build a nice gaming system that is within my budget and uh, will also be able to do the podcast as well. Um, the computer name that I have right now, because uh, it 
always prompts you to type in a name for the computer when you set it up and build it on your own. So I called it Yoshida One. Uh, when I had to start over from scratch, I relabeled it Yoshida One A. Um, I want to take a vote and what, to see whether or not, uh, if I were to build a new computer, uh, we should call it uh, Yoshida EX Squared. That would be actually very appropriate now that I think about it. <laughs> so, oh, um, so the other reason behind this is that um, I've been um, playing Microsoft Flight Simulator for the longest time. Since I was in grade school, ah, I played yes. on our first home computer, Microsoft Flight Simulator, on a 386SX. That's how old we're talking. Um, I'll say it this way. You could play it on a 286. I did. It wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, the graphics were advanced for the time, but now... Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to um, a French studio to carry on the legacy of uh, the franchise. Um, and it's going to rely on real-time data, uh, which is transmitted over the Internet. So you'll get actual satellite maps, and the game supposedly will create real-life streets and cars and scenery and more realistic atmospheric conditions. And for those of you on limited or capped uh, ISPs, you're probably going to be, you know, pretty much dead after the first couple of flights for the month. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, they're starting, I think, at $60 for the regular version uh, up to the one I'm probably going to get, which is $120 for the premium deluxe uh, you-have-everything version, which has... Uh, more modeled airports, and uh, I believe a greater complement of planes. So if you say if you want to fly the 787 Dreamliner, you could do it in the deluxe edition. To which I will reply, for that kind of money, $120 US, mind you, it should mm. come with a flight attendant of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, uh, I think this is one franchise, that, since I've, you know, I've followed it all my life, I, I kind of want to spring for it, and I don't think it's a, a, a game that I could potentially play on my Dell G7. I mean, I could, but I probably won't get the punch uh, that I'm seeing from the recommended system requirements. I know you saw those, Neff, and you had a comment. Uh, I had a conniption because I said, <laughs> that's a $3,000 U.S. rig to run that. Realistically. Yeah, basically. At, at that full you know, with all the bells and whistles and everything and running yeah. and it, just, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not coming even close to $3,000 on a, on a budget if I built something, though, so. Well, you see, if you buy the parts, you save on the labor. And that's, right. where, you can, that's where you can get a better machine for your bang for your buck. So you might exactly. build it for $2,000 in parts, but it's worth $3,000, right? Okay. See, as opposed to me, who can't build machines anymore, and in fact, the last machine I built, you know, had some of my protein in it, i.e. my blood. So, yeah, and now that oh. I can't lift things anymore, I have to buy a much smaller and lighter machine, which is something that will have to be done to replace the black beast that sits uh, in, my, in my office right now. Because... Oh, boy. Working from home, I think I've basically taxed this poor thing beyond its capabilities. <laughs> so Liz says my eldest nephew has his pilot's license. Yeah. Liz, that's one of the things I always wanted to do when I was a kid is actually get myself a pilot's license. And I think I'm probably too old to get one now because, well, it, it takes a while to get your pilot's license. I'm, I'm sure nobody's giving out pilot licenses now anyway because nobody's training. Um, and furthermore, you actually need money to do the training. And then when you get your pilot's license, you need to rent a plane. And that's even more expensive. So, Funny you should mention all that, because the, the gentleman who runs the dealership that I bought my car from and I've had my old car service there, he's actually doing all that. 
Oh, wow. And he's at the point where now he can fly solo. So oh, he's wow. taking his family from the airport in, well, I'll, I'll give you names. You won't re- recognize them. Burlington, Ontario to up north about four or five hours by plane. Oh, wow. You know, just to have lunch. I mean, A, it's cool that he can do that. And B, I'm going, dang, you got money if you can do that for just, you know, wins <laughs> and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> my my ideal day out would be flying uh, a Cirrus SR-22 Turbo, the four-seater, and just hopping out, you know, dr- flying it out maybe to like Montauk or to Nantucket, have a little picnic, and then fly back the same day. I'm sorry. I'm I'm lazy. I'm opulent. Give me a Dreamliner to Zurich. I'll have lunch and come <laughs> home, okay? <laughs> well, in that case, that'll be about uh, between one and $2,000, depending on how much I uh, pay for building my computer. <laughs> I, I was going to say it, it'll be much cheaper. Fl- it'll be much cheaper to fly there using Flight Simulator than it is to actually fly there using, you know, an actual airplane. Right. And I'm wondering if uh, computer parts will be in higher demand now that m- more people are being careful. I, I think the one thing you'll find is video cards. That's where you'll get nailed. Really? Because people are doing Bitcoin mining with them, right? Oy. So, you know, the more powerful the video card, the more Bitcoin you can apparently mine. Oy, oy, oy. I mean, I've never, I've never got into that. I mean, people ask me why I didn't do it, and I'm like, no. Because by the time you actually earn any Bitcoin, unless you're, you know, running, excuse me, four or five different machines at once. Right. You're not going to make anything for the electricity you're burning. Right. Now, if you don't pay for the electricity directly, you might not care. Right. <laughs> No, uh, my Con Edison bill is uh, shooting up. Uh, I just had to pay. It went up about twenty twenty five bucks uh, for, from running the uh, air, air conditioner in my living room. Well, this time of year, it's either you run the air conditioner or you melt. Congratulations. Right. Those are your choices. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, in the time I've had off, uh, I've just been relaxing and uh, seeing the sumo tournaments start back up in Japan. Japan has moved all the sumo tournaments for the rest of the year to Tokyo because that's where all the sumo stables are located. And this tournament, they've opened up the uh, stadium that they do the sumo tournaments in, the Kokugikan, to the general public at about one-fourth of the stadium's capacity. So do they, do they actually mark off where people can and can't sit? Uh, for the most part. Uh, a lot of the seats are box seats where usually groups of two to four people can sit. Mm. Uh, so in those box seats now, only one person per box. Uh-huh. And nobody's allowed to sit in the uh, rows closest to the doyo. Mm-hmm. No, that's very interesting because as sports start coming back, we're seeing either no fans or very spaced out fans. Right. Um, One sport that I do somewhat pay attention to is NASCAR, you know, round and round and crash and crash. And, (laughs) you know, they're allowing some fans and the social distancing doesn't seem to be consistent track to track, Mm. which is why if I was a NASCAR fan, I would stay very far away from those tracks because I'm like, no. I'd like a constant, you know, okay, these are people, you spread them out. Family or no, thank you very much. Mm. I'm I'm hearing about baseball wanting to bring fans back later on, and I'm going, no, no, you just want their money. You know, people could literally just put the money on the stadium doorstep and walk away, you'd be happy. <laughs> no. Yeah. So. It's a, um, it's a um, very slow process uh with this we have to take it day by day um i'll tell you one interesting thing that happened to me uh during uh, th- my days off this week uh last week as we were starting up uh, with my job for the summer um i lost a side filling in my back tooth Ugh. and it's like i was in no pain i just felt oh what's this hole doing in my tooth so I made, uh, of course, I complained about it with uh, some of the guys that work with me. And my director friend, Mitch, who, you know, has been up here every summer since God knows when, uh, he said he was going to look for a dentist for me. 
And I trust him because he's been up here longer than me. So he finds a dentist in downtown that I go visit. I'm not going to say this person's name on the air because I'm going to make fun of him right now. Um, the way this guy looked reminded me of a cross between Einstein and Dr. Robotnik. Okay, if he was asking to pull chaos gems out of your mouth, then I would really be concerned. <laughs> oh, So, real quick, Neff, I'm going to send you um, this guy's picture, and I want you to tell me if uh, you agree with me. Here, here's his picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. This guy looks about as much as a dentist as I do, you know, a legal worker. No. <laughs> I, I expect him to be holding, you know, a pair of electrodes and going, Igor, bring the table up. Psst. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no it was very fun uh very nice to talk to no wait in the office they got me in monday afternoon i was in the door at three i was out the door by four and i had to pay out of pocket unfortunately but it wasn't as bad as i thought um one of the things that he um told me that kind of resonated with me a little bit this is while we were talking and waiting for the uh numb stuff to kick in in my gum mm. He said there are a lot of people, a lot of pharmaceutical companies devoting a lot of time and money into finding a coronavirus vaccine. Um, many of these companies want to be the first one to say we have the vaccine. But on the other hand, you really have to be careful that you don't cut so many corners when it comes to making sure that this vaccine is effective and ready to go. Well, I, I think that goes without saying you want effective and safe because if it isn't safe, I don't care how effective it is. If you're dead, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're current of coronavirus, but you drop dead. No, that's not how this is supposed to work. Right. So yeah, I've been I've been hearing about various trials throughout the world and I'm hopeful that maybe we'll see something, but honestly, a safe and well tested, I can't see anything before twenty twenty one, honestly. Yeah. You know? Everybody seems to be thinking end of this year, end of this year, and that's that's kinda like in the you know, best case we solved polio scenario, I think, right? Mm, yeah. But again, I mean, like I said, we're dealing with a virus that may or may not also be mutating as we speak. Right. See, that's part of the problem here, because originally the virus tended to hit the weakest among us, the elderly, right. the immunocompromised, etc. But right. now we're getting more and more stories of younger and younger people getting it, right? surviving it, but not surviving it without consequences. Right. So... If if you're, you know, a little bit worried, you're like, wait a minute here. Even if I get it, yeah, I might survive it. But what am I going to be after after I survive it? Exactly. Because there's there's no proof yet that you get antibodies. So in other words, you get it, mm -hmm. you get whacked with it, and you can get it again. Right. It's like the relative that doesn't leave. Mm -hmm. It just keeps it just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. Mm -hmm. You know, and unlike the relative, you can just who you can just smack and send on their merry way. COVID mm -hmm. says, "Oh yeah, I'm here to stay." All right. Uh, yeah, Liz is saying in the chat, it's like the factories I worked in. Safety then quality are quote unquote most important, but off the record, it was speed. Well, I'll say this: uh, a particular automotive company used to have as their primary, you know, tagline, "Quality is job one." Mm. They don't have that as their uh, tagline anymore. Uh oh. <laughs> mainly, mainly because, yeah, they've had a run of bad luck. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one where years and years ago they had a better idea first. Then they right. thought about quality. Now they're saying built proud. <laughs> How about build them right? 
That that would be my concern. That would be my preference. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some anime. I'm catching up uh, now on Ace of Diamond on my days off. I am now into episode. I want to say it's like seventeen or eighteen or thereabouts out of. Uh, well, it's going to be like 170-something, I think, total, <laughs> but uh, over three seasons. Mm. Um, I like these sports animes, and I think it has this commonality because um, I've seen Start of Ace of Diamond now. I've seen Hajime no Ippo. They drag all of these events in the anime story out over the course of one to two real months. So Ace of Diamond... It took about uh, five or six episodes or about a month and a half in real time to show you uh, a uh, baseball scrimmage from start to finish. To which I said off air, it's the Dragon Ball effect. We (laughs) stretch out these things and we just, you know, stretch them until they break. Right. So you, you, you sort of have to expect that with sports anime, especially because... It's all about keeping you hooked. Right. Right? Which is why a hockey anime would never work, because, of course, hockey is like zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get the dramatic, you know, speeches and the dramatic power-ups exactly. and that sort of thing. Right. So a baseball one will work, a basketball one works, a boxing one works, and then you have the... Uh, the uh, the Keijo and you have the uh, the horse anime that for- recently came. You forgot the soccer ones. Oh, those yeah yeah Captain Tsubasa. Captain Tsubasa, yeah yeah. That might be next. Who knows? It's as I've mentioned before on the podcast. Right now, this is the only sports we can get. Is to just watch the anime until the real sports come back. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, and the things, the things that are happening with real sports. I mean, some sports have come back and have been successful. Others, it's been sort of like fits and starts. Others, you're just going, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of baseball, that's one of the ones where you're just going, yeah. <laughs> Has I, Toronto found a place to uh, play yet? I, I, I knew you were going to go there because, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays can't play at home, can't play, you know, the one place they thought they could play on the, you know, on the road semi-permanently. So now it's like, literally, their choices are, as I see it, Buffalo, they don't want to do that, <laughs> Dunedin, Florida. No. COVID Central. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know, and people are saying, well, wait a minute. Why why are the NHL players coming and, you know, doing their thing? But the trick is, the NHL players, when they get here, they ain't going nowhere. Right. They're stuck in their hotels. They get to go buses to the arenas and back. And mm-hmm. they are given basically a little grounds to walk on so that they get mm-hmm. some fresh air. But that's it. Uh-huh. As, a, as opposed to baseball, who, you know, thought it was just fine and dandy to go zoom, zoom, zoom. And not only that, several teams apparently are flying commercial. Oh, gee. What? (laughs) One, cheapskate. Two, how dangerous can you get? Wow. I mean, I'll be honest. I I have a few airlines in my my, uh, social media feeds, and some of them, you know, they they make, you know, the perfect pronouncements, etc. Others are just going, What? (laughs) <laughs> if you think I'm going to step on your airplane, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Just no. We'll probably take our commercial break here. I have still a few more boxer snacks remaining, so I think uh, I'd like to get into those before my uh, August box shows up. All right. And so with that, we're going to give you a little bit of an ad roll here, and we'll be back in about a minute and a half. This is the Extreme on Radio Podcast. I'm Neff Canuck, and he's JR. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Extreme Unreal Podcast. I'm Neff Canuck. And uh, with me, of course, is Jared Horse. And he's got a 
Boxu Box, or at least the contents of a Boxu Box, to share with us tonight. Yes, sir. Um, I've moved my mic up a little bit, so hopefully people can hear me a little better. Uh, this uh, mic that I'm using up here is still quite powerful, so uh, I'll do my best here. Um, as I'm getting these snacks ready, I want to remind everybody that, uh, once again, the uh, podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, or you can search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast on a variety of podcasting platforms. You can tune into any of our shows at any time. Hopefully, we'll make this show available um by monday of next week if not a little sooner uh depends on what uh, my free time looks like to edit these shows together um starting uh with this show we're going to be airing live shows every two weeks until we get to the middle of september so that would put us uh the first wednesday in august for the next uh, Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Uh, so um, be sure to join us every two weeks. Uh, we'll probably be making another post about um, our summer schedule uh, in a little while on our social media outlets, including facebook.com forward slash anime radio, Instagram at Extreme Anime Radio, and um, also on Twitter at Anime Radio. Um, August 5th would be the next uh, live podcast date. And then we'll continue making the re podcast recordings available a few days after we go on the air. Um, also, uh, before I go into these snacks, I want to say that um, the um, cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, a good number of them are involved right now in a new art project that's being done uh we figured that uh with many cosplay plans on hold because of the pandemic this would be a great way that they could uh you know continue to be involved uh with the uh extreme anime radio mascot in some way um so a lot of them have been providing their feedback on uh, some artwork that we are hopefully going to make available to you soon. Uh, it's in the final stages of being done by um, Felicia White Namikaze, um, who is uh, an artist based uh, in Indonesia, I believe. So um, please be sure to look for that when it is done on our um, social media outlets, again, through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, now if I apologize, because uh, it looks like uh, the, sh the shipping situation between Japan and Canada still hasn't normalized. It seems like um, Japan has resumed shipping to uh, a few locations, mostly European, but uh, Canada is still not on the list. Yeah, I was going to mention, I know at least a couple of services that are, that are you know sending stuff to Switzerland, and I'm going, okay... Send it to Switzerland. Fly over there, pick it up, and get it back. No, that, no, 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 no. That'd, <laughs> no, be no, no, no. That'd be insane. Not to mention, not to say that I'm necessarily sane. You know, after right. being stuck at home for so long, it's sort of like you know. Now that I've, ta I've, I've taken literally to going out Saturday night to get takeout, just right. so I can get out of the house. Mm. That, that that's how bad it is. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're still waiting uh, for the situation to normalize between Japan and Canada. Once that happens, uh, we're ordering Neff one of these boxu boxes so he can get the uh, the classic sample, I think. Um, we're still working off of the uh, sunny Okinawa box uh, that I received uh, last month. This is the July boxu box with the tastes of Okinawa. The two snacks that I'm going to try here tonight uh, from the box are the Okinawa Soba which are like um, prepackaged noodles, kind of reminds me of uh, like stuff maybe an astronaut might have from first looks. And I'm also going to have Okinawa black sugar natural yeast bread. So uh, what do you think I should try first? I'm trying to think which will likely disappoint you less. Hmm. Let's try the hmm. yeast bread. I'm curious. The yeast bread. Okay. So in that case, uh, we're going to go with the yeast bread. 
Let's get the description. Baked and layered using Okinawa's famously rich black sugar, kokuto, which I had in a few other snacks. Soft and chewy bread has a perfect harmony of savory yeast bread and well-rounded sweet flavors. This looks like a big loaf that one would maybe find in a Japanese convenience store. That looks like a meal. That looks like the entire meal there. I'm going, I hope you can at least save, or save some of it till tomorrow because I don't think you're going to eat that all in one shot. Well, let's see. Yeah, it's kind of kind of big. So, yeah, I might maybe I'll split it at least into two servings tonight. Ooh, it smells like something you'd find in Japan for sure. I've I'm smelled jealous. Japanese baked goods from convenience stores, and this has got the same authentic taste. <laughs> so it's oh. nice, and it has this sugar marbling on the outside, which mm. is nice. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, break off a chunk. And let's uh, sample it right now. Well, oh, here we go. You can feel the the um, kokuto depending on what part of the bread you bite into. It's very subtle. Um, let me try. I've, I've got a... I'm holding a big chunk of the uh, kokuto... Um, flavoring here so let me try this part and maybe i have an opinion i will give this an eh which is in the middle of our scale mm. the bread is actually good but uh, it does remind me of uh you know eating bread in japan or from the japanese bakery mm-hmm. um but the the black sugar flavor is not as strong as i'd like it i think mm. so is do you think it's because it's been in transit and you know was likely not you know fresh out of the bakery right when, well when it still hasn't fast. expired for once so well just because something hasn't expired doesn't mean it's at its peak of flavor that's true that's true obviously something made fresh right away is would taste the best i think well yeah I mean, um, you'd hope let's go now for the okinawa soba uh, gets a unique flavor from Okinawan chili peppers infused with rice liquor. Oh, great. I, I don't think you have to worry about getting soused. I, I, I have my <laughs> doubts. So this will be a flavor that's kind of the opposite to uh, what I just tasted. Mm. Ooh, and it's uh, very, very salty, it looks like, and greasy. Ooh. When I hold it in my hands. Salty and greasy? That's Yeah. That's an interesting combo. Yipe. Oh, but it's delicious. Okay, salty and greasy, but delicious. <laughs> Isn't that most American fast food? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Supersize me. Anyway, um, I will give this a yay. I like the subtle kick. I like the um, the chili that I can taste in there. I don't like the fact that it's kind of making a mess on my fingers. I was going to say you need you need wet naps, in other words, with this particular piece. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> but um, but still, once again, uh, wonderful selections from Boxu. Um, if anybody's interested in trying Boxu, I highly recommend their monthly subscriptions. Um, for you U.S. listeners, um, they are still shipping subscription boxes to the U.S. Um, they're using DHL and then the Postal Service to get those shipped out within maybe one to two weeks or so. And uh, highly recommended to um, satisfy your thirst for uh, interesting uh, cuisine um, when it comes to Japanese snacks. I think You'll agree with me, Neff, that Japanese snacks in themselves qualify as a type of cuisine. I, I would tend to agree. I, I'll also say this. I, I've always found when I go to other countries, the snack ch- difference between what we have here in Canada and what other countries have, it, it is li- it is literally an adventure in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Now, I will say that knowing that when I was younger, I could just go nuts and just eat anything, you know, and... No, no worries, no, no foul, no harm, no foul. Unfortunately, as <clears throat> the years have piled on, uh, not so much anymore, I'm afraid. So I have to be careful. 
Japan is a country that really prides themselves in their food, especially, and their snacks. And they're very, 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 very localized. Um, the Kit Kats you might find at a convenience store, say, in Tokyo, might be different from the Kit Kats that might be available, say, in Osaka or Western Japan or even Kyushu. Which is, which is amazing considering the size of the country. You're like that there can be such regionalization. Oh, yeah. It's quite amazing. I mean, right. Canada is a larger country, of course, and there is some regionalization, but generally speaking, you know, most of the major, the major snacks are the same in every part of the country mm-hmm. until you get to Quebec. And then all bets are off <laughs> because <laughs> they do things that the rest of the country goes, okay, you do that. Have fun with that. <laughs> the um, one of the things that is my background music here for some reason is uh, what's available on my uh, Apple TV, the CBC uh, Francophone Country Station. That is the weirdest background music I could ever <laughs> think of having. <laughs> and this is somebody who lets Spotify, you know, create daily mixes. Thank you very much. Yeah. I still have to do, uh, I think I get, is it Spotify or Pandora I get with my uh, Sirius XM subscription? I forget. Yeah, I think it's Pandora in the States. We don't get that up here. We just get Sirius itself. Got it. I mean, I've, I've had it. I've had it since I bought the new car. I've tuned it on maybe twice. Mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather listen, honestly, to, to uh, Spotify. <laughs> This real eclectic mix because of everything I like to listen to. I swear to God, if somebody walks into my car and asks uh, the car to play, you know, my daily mix, especially number one, I think they'll have me committed. <laughs> I honestly think they'll put me in a rubber rumpus room somewhere. <laughs> okay, well, would you be willing to disclose what that number one is? Well, of course, you have your Japanese music. You have your classic American music. You have some, let's see, not-so-classic American music. And a few other things that, you know, randomly pop in, and you're just going, you think I want to hear this? Uh, Okay, let's (laughs) give it a shot. (laughs) Then, of course, you know, the old music uh, that pops up from game shows, etc., from time to time. And before before I forget, speaking of game shows, uh, Alex Trebek turns 80 today. Now, as you all know, he is in a, in a, in a fight uh, with stage four cancer, and he is still at this point fighting, but he has even admitted that there may come a point where palliative care is where he goes. Wow. But he's planning to come back for his tapings uh, as long as he can. So hopefully we can get the full season of Alex being Alex, which includes, you know, destroying the occasional contestant who, you know, just strike. I, I never, I see these contestants sometimes on Jeopardy and I'm going, how did you get on? Like literally, <laughs> you never should have passed the test. If you did, you cheated somehow. Right. <laughs> One of the great Canadian game show hosts uh, from Sudbury, right? Sudbury, yeah. Um, and the best part is he's done almost every type of game show from the staid quiz master to the absolutely insane stuff. Mm. That would be things like uh, Wizard of Odds and High Rollers, where he was a lot more animated. Oh, yeah. Of course, he was a lot younger at that point. And he would do the oddest things, and you're just going, okay, you you just don't want to be, you know, the average game show host. You want to do something Canadian. Yeah. (laughs) I, I still think the funniest part was when he was a celebrity game show host on another game show. (laughs) <laughs> and he shows up in a Montreal Canadien sweater while everybody else is like suit and tie, the whole nine yards, Botany 500. Oh, and he shows up in this and he's like, I guess I didn't get the memo. And he just plays like that the entire match. You're just going, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Canadian insanity. It spreads easily. <laughs> um, this week and for the next few weeks, Jeopardy is airing Shows, they say, from the vault. Um, So they showed, I believe, on Monday, Jeopardy's very first episode with Alex Trebek from 1984. 
And apparently it broke all ratings records for Jeopardy or very recent ratings records. I would say, considering 1984 was... He'd actually been doing another game show at the time. Oh, yes, that was right. Classic Concentration for NBC. Classic Concentration, yeah. Yeah. Late 80s. Yeah, and, and the fun part of that game show was... I remember only because they kept trying to give away cars, but they made things so complicated and, and difficult. They almost never gave away a car. Right. It was like, you know, all these beautiful cars that, you know, half of the marks, uh, the brands are not even around anymore, or at least not right. around in the United States. And you're just going, holy crap. If any of those cars had been kept in like, you know, pristine condition, some of them would be worth a mint. And some of them. I'll take the Renault. I'll take the Renault convertible. Thank you very much. That I was going to say that was the one that goes to the crusher. <laughs> <laughs> it should have gotten the crusher off the stage. Never mind. But uh, <laughs> so but, yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah. Oh, and somebody mentioned uh, one of the Canadian game shows that he hosted, Pitfall. Interesting. Which was hilarious because that was the game show he didn't get paid for. He, huh? Because they ran out of money near the end. They were giving him paychecks, but those paychecks were bouncing like rubber balls. Oh, no. And considering the quality of the set and the issues they had that made it to air, I'm not surprised. Wow. My, my favorite was when the, the pitfall was supposed to go up or down, and it would literally stop and judder, and you'd <laughs> see the contestant like hold on for dear life. And I'm going, <laughs> obviously, you want to make sure that you know, taping went through no matter what. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, the poor contestant is probably going, I don't want to die on a game show, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, tribute to Alex Trebek. He's still going strong at 80, and we hope he goes on and on and on. He's one of the best, and uh, people always enjoy watching him in their homes on a fairly nightly basis, even when Jeopardy's in reruns. Yeah, I mean, he, he is the cl- one of the last classic game show hosts who doesn't rely on a gimmick, per se. Oh, he yeah. Just, he just, you know, does his thing, and he's smooth as glass. I mean, this man could read the phone book, and people would right. listen to him. Oh, yeah. As opposed to if I tried to read the phone book, people would hit me with it. But that's besides the point. Right. I can't think of any other game show hosts with a real gimmick now i mean the other one i could i i could think of the new zealand host phil kogan but he's not really a game show host he's like a reality show presenter and he's no nonsense either yeah i mean i i'm thinking of most of the major game show hosts i can think of most of them are either actors who are doing this as a side gig right or like for example alec baldwin with match game right or um you look at steve harvey and you're going okay but he's not quite yeah, he 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 gets a little too involved. I think is the word I'm looking right. for. But again, I think he's I think he's channeling the late Richard Dawson when he does that, because mm. Richard Dawson was one who really got involved with the contestants. Right. You could tell if he liked a family because he would literally you know just go nuts with them. Yeah. Versus ones where he's just like okay next next one next yeah. one next one next one. And the more he talked, the more the show ran over. <laughs> exactly. Oh, somebody was mentioning uh, Pat Sajak. Yeah, he's another Pat one. Sajak. But, but again, he he relies a lot on on Vanna. To be honest, mm. it it seems to be that's a combination act as opposed to him being mm-hmm. solo. Because I've never seen him do a solo thing. It's always been with a someone else. Right. Right. I mean, Drew Carey and The Price Is Right. Mm. I'll be honest. I've tried to watch it, but right. he's never quite struck me as, yeah. you know, but that's just me because I remember whose line is it anyway. Right. And then I see him trying to do this and I'm going, right. Yeah. But again, that's me. Just, uh, just to be brief, cause we're running short on time. I think as we go on and the pandemic continues, some of these uh, game shows are going to try to restart but I think you're going to find games such as Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune survive more than um, other game shows that partly rely on audience participation. So you probably won't be seeing Prices Right. You probably won't be seeing Let's Make a Deal. But uh, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, the um, 
the contestants are spaced out enough, you probably can get away with it. Yeah, I think I think anything. Well, I, we mentioned match game. I don't know if match game can get away with it. Mm. Like press your luck, possibly could. It could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to just get rid of most of the audience that they have, right. and, you know. But again, the, 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 for them, it's not the audience; it's the actual game itself. Right. The, the game and the whammies. Right. And I'll, I'll say this: as a fan of the original, press your luck. They've updated some of them, and it's just like, oh my god, you went there! It's like perfect. <laughs> you just, you know, you modernized it, and it was great. Mm. And then, of course, you see the old favorites, including I think they use the George Washington whammy. I cannot tell a lie. You lose. <laughs> and out goes your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, we're getting to the end here of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, Neff. It's been wonderful catching up with you and catching up with all the podcast listeners tonight. I think it was fun. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things where I'm, I was like, I'm starting, I'm really missing this, and I'm really glad we could do this tonight because I really feel a lot more relaxed. There you go. Because... My life tends to be a little, you know, up, down, and sideways. And you, recently, it's been more like sideways with, you know, a side of insanity. So right. this, you know, including the cold open, which I probably botched and we'll probably have to redo at some point, <laughs> um, you know, is one of those things where it's like, ah, I'm getting back in the groove. I'm feeling it. This is nice. Mm. And apparently, it's time for me to take my medication. So. Um, while I do that, uh, you can give us the closing commentary, sir, please. All right. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast, or anything you hear on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com, or check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash anime radio. You can hit us up on Twitter at anime radio, or message us on Instagram at extreme anime radio. So um, with that being said, folks, uh, we're going to bring the show to a close. And again, we'll be uh, coming on with new shows hopefully every two weeks for the remainder of the summer, which means our remaining shows until we get to September. We're looking at August 5th, August 19th, September 2nd, September 16th uh, for the live shows with our with those podcasts coming out uh, a few days after those live shows happen. Uh, hopefully by the time we get to, uh, the next show, Neff in August, I will have my August boxu box and I'll be snacking out of that to see what uh, I think. And August the 5th will mark my first of one of two runs to the local hospital. Not for, oh? my, not for myself, for one of my relatives. I'm doing, I'm doing chauffeur duty as they're getting some surgery done. I see. It's like, and the good news is. They can at least get in and out of this car with, with that surgery that they need to have done. Mm-hmm. With the old car, nope. It would have been Jaws of Life. Thank you very much. <laughs> so um, when we come back in two weeks, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, more interesting things in anime and Japanese culture, and I'll continue to snack. So... We thank you for listening, everybody, to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. For Neff Kanak, I'm J.R. Horse from upstate New York. Remember, keep on listening to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>